1: Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. Straight Fire! This is the Wesson Walker Show.
2: Even the crowd knows what's coming next.
1: He's back. Mm, Queen City, what it is! Mama, there goes that man. Not yeah, Fitty, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> not him anymore. It's Wes Bryant back on the West and Walker Show on a Friday. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let us know how excited you are on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line. 704-570-9610. Enough of me talking. I've done it enough.
2: Wes, how are you feeling? I'm doing good, man. Glad to be back. You know, and when you... You know, when you get a little under the weather, I mean, I was never crazy feeling bad, but you know, you appreciate the little things. You know, being in my room for a few <laughs> days, you appreciate small stuff like being able to come out in the living room and, you know, just stuff like that, going outside. <laughs> you appreciate the little things in <laughs> life, you know. Were you, you grounded, Wes? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, people, I don't have no uh, any problems saying, you know, if you have if you have COVID, you got to quarantine. But, but yeah, to be in the room. And yeah, so yeah, you, you had COVID, right? I was gonna
1: let you tell the
2: people. But
1: yeah. yeah, I know you got a quarantine because you're with a couple of people. It's just funny. I I out of all the things it's like, you know, you care about the important things in life. You care about family,
2: you care you about do, the man, relationships the little you build. You know when you're sitting in the room for two or three days, you get to come out front.
1: Yeah. But you but you, you appreciate said, that stuff. You know, you start appreciating your living room a little more.
2: Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. The little thing. That man. is
1: the kind of perspective that we need from Wes Bryant. The only I can't provide that perspective. That's only Wes sharing you that <laughs> here on the Wes Health and Walker is wealth, Show, baby. Yeah, but it Thank is. you,
2: everybody. I appreciate the love. I'm already seeing it. Already, We back. We lit. We coming in hot. Ain't going to be no ease in my way back in. We ready to go. All right. B Money says,
1: my guy, Wes, welcome back. My G, hope you well, brother. B Money wrote, uh, wrote. that's what B Money wrote in. We also have Jack from Charlotte. Wes, glad to hear your voice. Yeah, man. We have 925 already telling us to start the show with fire or fizzle. Oh, we I, got one better. We, we Well, Oh, we got, we're we going, is, is this what you were telling us we'll to do? It in okay. Time. okay. Yeah. I just yeah. I didn't know. We didn't talk about the order of the stuff. Yeah. I, I'm telling the people just to chill on fire or fizzle. We still got to do it at 145 It's going to be on Friday. That would have been fun. I would have entertained that idea had I thought about it. Just jumping on right off the rip on a Friday going yeah. fire or fizzle that could have been fun. But been. But everybody
2: just wait. we give them a little something.
1: Now. One one well, we're not going to go a week without it. Yeah, lots of people happy to have Wes back on the mic and we appreciate him coming back to talk a lot of different stuff. We got game day dubs in just a moment. We got Shrop's props. We got top 10 players. We got fire fizzle. We got campus corner. It's so funny West, because there are so many segments that have to do with you. We had to push back some of this stuff. So we didn't really do campus corner. We did corner yeah. kick with okay. Willie P to talk about the Dean Smith hiring we did the Queen City Brilliant. Corner, talking about a couple of different things as it's pertinent to Charlotte sports. But now we got the campus corner back, and so you get to uh, really just unleash all of the takes that have been building. Yeah, man. That you haven't been able to let outside the bedroom, and now they can start <laughs> to infiltrate the living room. And I'll now they can go infiltrate the mic. Of
2: the bedroom, and now they get to come out to the public. Hey, now. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and and so the the group chat, the Three Kings group chat. Wes was sitting there firing off like how many texts in a row do you think you had about Brock Purdy when we were having MVP combos all it takes too, it's It's fitty that is the gasoline on the little spark of fire that you have, Wes. And then he throws it all in. Boom. Brock Purdy text messages. Boom. We got a little something about Cam Newton possibly coming up in a moment. And so you finally get to give the takes. And that's something that you can appreciate now sharing it with all the people.
2: Yeah, man. No doubt about it. Like I said, you know, just hanging out. I wasn't down too bad, but, you know, I was just chilling and I wasn't able to to come through and give the people my thoughts and revelations, you know?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. You ready to give him some more thoughts and revelations? Oh, no doubt about it. All right, let's do it, Mister Bus Driver. Back in his role, Fiddy. I just real quickly, I guess, you know, before you start driving the bus and that being the only thing you do for the beginning of the show here, you know what? How, how was it? Are, are you happy? Are you sad that Wes is back? Tell no, us. No, hell no. Tell, <laughs> was, that,
2: was that happy or sad? What was that in response that was, to? That was a, that was an upset. You know, when you know, a little salty. You know, and a cat comes back and everybody in the room is showing love and you got that one cat in the back of the room that's kind of just hanging out, don't want to come too close, don't want to yeah. show too much love. You know, that's Fitty right now.
3: I mean, I, I got to say, man, you know, the airtime was, you know, I thought it was going to be great. Oh, no. But it, it's so much better having Wes back because, Wes, I, I really learned firsthand oh, no. what it's like <laughs> working with Walker, uh-huh. you know, for four straight days. Yeah. Hard, you know, I, I, I learned why you called him eight mile. I couldn't get a single word, a single take <laughs> yep, in. That's right. Over the last four days on air, off air, bullion. Um, I mean, it was just, it was a hard four days physically and emotionally. And I'm glad you're back to take the pressure off me. Yeah, I told you guys, I missed
2: uh, some of this stuff. And Fiddy, BS definitely yep. was something that was missing <laughs> from my normal day-to-day mm-hmm. protocol, you know?
1: All right, you talk about bullying. All right, get back there to the front of the bus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Drive the bus, damn it.
1: Let's get off the bus. Fiddy, open up the doors.
2: We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn.
1: So it's football Friday. Okay, there's sensory overload, breaking news, getting off the bus. I expect a different drop to happen in a moment. What kind of breaking news you got for us?
3: Well, I, I hit the breaking news sounder because I think this does play in part to what we're dealing with here in Carolina. But as you could expect... The Chargers have fired their head coach, Brandon Staley. Oh, yeah. We knew that that was going down.
1: Well, I thought so. And then we got to noon. I was like, all right, he's actually going to survive this Well, thing.
3: it's only 9 a.m. in L.A. That's
1: true. Yeah, there is a time mm-hmm, nice difference. Point. There is a time yeah, difference. Even, even so, I thought maybe he wouldn't even last in, uh, over the night. But, yes, you're right. Morning over there in L.A.
2: And that key card. I checked my text as well this mm-hmm. morning to see if I had an alert to see if Brandon Staley had been fired.
1: Yeah. That's true.
2: Because I didn't watch a second of that game last night.
1: I did the same thing. M-Dog, by the way, as you were accusing me of some of that, this did happen yesterday. M-Dog said Walker would ask a question, start answering, and then apologize for answering the question. I did do that one time. <laughs> that, that, I, I can't lie to the people. I did do that one time yesterday when I tried to toss it a fitty but just wasn't ready myself. And so, yeah, Brandon Staley no longer there. That matters to the Carolina Panthers because now that job, has often been towards the top of the most desirable vacancies that we expected to come about. Chicago, Chargers, Bills if it happens with Sean McDermott. So real quickly, what are your thoughts on the Chargers open as Brandon Staley no longer is the head coach? I mean, great
2: location, great stadium to play in. You have a lot of talent to work with, even though it's aging and some of those guys get injured a lot. We talked about that when we did our uh, mountain of teams to select from and whatever the case And so the charges are attractive but there are decisions that need to be made and that roster may need a little bit of a shake up because yep. a lot of the guys that get a lot of that billing that are supposed to be that guy aren't that guy anymore or they're turning into that old guy
1: They made a lot of bad decisions via their team building process when it looks like they have a lot of talent, but you're right, they are getting older and it feels like they're real top heavy. It doesn't feel like there is a clean transition to the bottom of the roster. It's, oh, we have a lot of dudes, and then "Ah, I don't know really who you are (laughs) after that, and so we'll see what they can do via their personnel. Um, Football Friday, Carolina about to take on the Atlanta Falcons for their third straight division game, and we're going to see if they can actually get a victory here. The only one they have, of course, is against the Houston Texans. And Bryce Young, I think we would like to just get to game manager status at this point in his rookie season because I don't think you could even call him that as it stands now. Maybe people think Bryce Young's ceiling is game manager. Perhaps he could be even beyond that. But speaking of game managers and game changers (laughs) and the difference between the two, Cam Newton had some comments about that very topic a few days ago. Everybody had something to say about it, including us. And then Cam Newton responds, dropping a response, I think, on the gram yesterday, maybe last night or earlier this morning. And well thought out, Cam Newton is very good at this media stuff. Okay. He is very good at it. But Wes, let me ask you real quickly. What do you think about Cam Newton's conversation starter about the game manager versus game changer conversation?
2: Hey, I'm back in the building. Let's hit that thing, Fitty. Cue it hey. They'll look at this to see whether this is a flagrant. Yeah, that was scary. I don't, even, I don't even
1: know if I want to see that again. You've got to think that's going to be a flagrant. The question is, is it a one or a
2: two? Cam Newton, Swag Daddy. Mr. Dab. I don't want to do this to you, but I had to do it today. When I sat there and heard that nonsense that you talked about that so many people have, and I respect your football knowledge, your football acumen, but for you to make a comment like that and spit out that garbage out of your mouth made me want to throw up in a garbage can, all right? Let's start. Your career, you are 59.9% passer. Oh, That's no, respectable. You're doing, you're going Hold out. on. Okay. MVP season, you had 35 touchdowns, 10 picks, 59.8% passing, 636 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. Fantastic. Great season by you. For your career, an 85.2 quarterback rating, and your highest QBR was in 2013 when you had a 64.3 in 2013. Brock Purdy threw 13 games this season, 70.2% of his passes, 3,553 yards, 25 TDs to 7 picks, averaging 9.9 yards per attempt. But no, we're not done right there. Third among all qualifying quarterbacks in yardage, second in completion percentage, first in yards per attempt, top for second in touchdowns, and first in passer rating. For his career, he is a 69.2% passer with 38 touchdowns to 11 picks, quarterback rating of 113.8. For your career, it was 85.2. And then his QBR... A 67.5 and a 74.6 each of the last two seasons. Your highest was in 64, was a 64.3 in 2013. Why do I say all that? Don't be making stupid ass comments like that. Nobody else could do what Purdy's doing in this offense. I'm sick of the game manager label. We know that this guy's second in yards while 17th in completions. He's throwing it down the field with accuracy. You ain't never played ball from the pocket like that, Cam. Brock Purdy's already in his second season been to an NFC champion game, taking his team there and on a path to taking the Niners there and maybe perhaps even further. Yes, you've been to a Super Bowl. Yes, you've been to the NFC Championship, but come on, Cam, I expected more from you. Be better.
1: This is what I hate, though, because I was excited I hated the opinion too from Cam. I didn't like him talking about Dak Prescott.
2: Tell me how these (laughs) randoms
1: Keep getting I love you, man, but you had to get this smoke. Cam Newton talking about Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy to uh, Jared Goff. Wes only focusing on Brock Purdy. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. He said all of them. That's my best he, at interest. He He mentioned every single one of those QBs in the game manager label. And you're only focusing on Brock Purdy. The other thing is, it's something Cam addressed in the response to the people that had something to say about his initial comments a couple of days ago. I don't know if we should be going after what Cam did as a player because of this opinion. He ain't play ball like
2: Purdy playing ball right now from the pocket. Well, That's all I'm well, saying.
3: That MVP season's better than anything. Brought I Purdy just said done. it. I just gave you those numbers. But okay, So but, Purdy wins the MVP
2: this year. The numbers aren't going to stack up to... to uh, Cam's numbers aren't going to stack up.
1: Wes, this seems very – we're coming back, and it seems like you have a very personal interest with only mentioning Brock and then going after Cam's numbers instead of his opinion. Not going after his opinion on it. You're going after Cam's numbers compared to only one QB
2: that he mentioned. Yeah, but I just felt like that he should know better as a quarterback, that he should know better than to make a comment like that. I think it's one of the worst – narratives the word that we hate out there when people keep saying that, when Brock's numbers speak for themselves. And that's the thing. It's like people watch TV and then they turn into sheep and they want to repeat what they hear instead of looking at the numbers. His completion percentage on deep balls is the highest PFF has ever recorded. Most seasons, the leader is under 50%. Brock Purdy is 65.9% on throws of 20 yards or more. And then I already said the fact that the man is 17th in completions, but second in yards. But people watch a game and see him throw a couple of passes to Debo. That Debo gets great yak on it. Oh, he can't do anything without Debo Samuels. Get out of here, dude. Like, in the game that they lost against the Browns, he took them down the field without Debo against the number one defense in the league, and they were a missed kick away from beating the Browns. But it's like people don't watch the game.
1: So this is very triggering for solely the Brock Purdy narrative.
2: Yes. Because we're not addressing. I don't care about nobody else.
1: We're, we're addressing. Well, all right then. There you go. <laughs> it was a, more Brock Purdy on the other side of the break. And the defense on Cam Newton with the response on Instagram as well. Did you see his response? Cool. I got it cracking. Did you see the response? I did not. Okay. I did not. Well, we should probably address that as well. But it's all right. <laughs> you've been out. You've been in the bedroom. You just saw the living room a couple of days ago. So we can come back and talk a little more about it. It's the game day sure. dubs coming up next. Who, what, where, when, why? Sports Radio 92 7 WFNZ.
4: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: Westig and Cam told a lie. West got the whole week off
2: with COVID. He came back, and he told you he wanted all the smoke in his first show back. Yeah, man. And first of all, I don't want to hear nothing about no response because, first of all, the more I thought about it during the break, I when I watched that initial video, I saw his body language and his facial expressions when he talked about Brock. And you know when somebody stops and pauses and looks at you when they're talking about something – that they're going to disrespect you. When he talked about Brock, he's like, Brock, come on. And he looked at the guy and paused for a second. So I don't want to hear no walk back. So, yes, he got that smoke. Yes, if Purdy wins the MVP, he had a much better year passing than what Cam has. So, yes, if he brings that into it, I'm going to bring up his stuff because Cam's trying to say, oh, he's the game manager. And like I said, people don't watch the game, and I'm tired of people saying that about him. But I love it because it's going to keep him hungry throughout the season, but the question I ask everybody is that why hasn't anybody else done what Brock Purdy has done in this office? And I don't want to hear about the receivers. Everybody oh, he has this guy and that guy and that guy. Well, most of those guys except McCaffrey are draft picks. So sorry he but went yeah, to a great organization right. that traditionally drafts well and traditionally gets great players. I'm sorry. So, I, don't, I don't know if anybody's, nobody's arguing no, they, that. No, they, they, they on time. If you if you take him the off and line. put on another team he's not the same i'm sorry he went to the niners and i'm sorry he's doing what nobody else has done in that offense would you pick any backup quarterback the niners have had with better pedigree that were higher draft picks that weren't able to do it jimmy g as much as i loved him he wasn't able to do it either so Mm -hmm. for sit there and be like oh he's a game manager he's not looking at the numbers he's putting up he's not watching the games and seeing brock with the accuracy that he's throwing with making it easy on guys like, you got to look at the small things. But everybody just think, oh, he's got so many weapons. Well, I'm sorry that guys don't draft well and not the 49ers. No, I'm
1: sorry. The 49ers do. They they draft well. The 49ers have put together a great offense. And you decided to say, hey, Cam, because you dissed Brock Purdy, I'm coming after you. It doesn't matter what you said about Dak, Tua, or Jared Goff. All my research, all my focus is on why you dissed my San Francisco QB and I got smoked
2: for it. That's right, man. And everybody wants to say, oh, Debo and Trent Williams, yes, they're f- fantastic players. But last time that I checked, Brandon Ayuk was the leading receiver on that team last year, and we know Debo. But that's
1: kind of helping their argument. If you're saying he's, they got more than just Kittle and McCaffrey. You no, know I'm and,
2: saying, but these are guys that the Forty Nineers yeah. pick. But at the end of the day, people people love to act like after guys became stars, they thought they were going to become stars. Nobody was sitting there before that draft saying that Debo Samuel's was going to be what he's become. Most of you didn't even know Brandon Ayuk like that, myself included. Well, he's a first round pick. Yeah, but most people didn't know who he was like that. I didn't know who he was on the 49ers pick. Well, and that's and I that's a lot right? of right. But I'm just saying people are sitting here acting like now, after these guys have become stars, people love to do that. to be like, oh, well, you got this guy and that guy. But you didn't think that. You didn't think George Kittle was going to be George Kittle when he was picked where he was picked. So people people just kill me with that narrative when they try to say that. They're like, oh, he's got this guy and that guy and that guy. Well, don't act like a lot so, of those 49ers guys you thought were going to be the superstars that they've become.
1: All right. So it, it – yeah <laughs> – Lots of Brock Purdy talk. Lots Mm -hmm. of Brock Purdy combo. Because you didn't like what Cam had to say about it. That's right. He did respond about the whole game manager stuff, and he said that people have a negative connotation to game manager. This is what I'll say. The the only problem I had with Cam's response was that it was clearly meant to be a limiting title for each of the QBs that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So the response I thought was good. My main focus, this this is all I care about. Like, I... (laughs) I care about Cam Newton just being ridiculously good at this stuff. Uh-huh. Cam Newton is made for the media mm-hmm. because he's going on there a fourth and one having his own podcast. He's been doing it already. this It's not like this is all crazy new. It's not like he was coming out of nowhere. It's just there's a lot of a lot of. Topic of conversation around it because of some of the comments, but we've seen cam be very good at this for a long time. And everybody was talking about what cam did. And then I do, you did the Jason McIntyre thing. Mm -hmm. You did the Jason McIntyre. Hey, Dak had a better career than you ever had. You did Brock Purdy is doing something that you've never done. Mm -hmm. It's a little skip Shannon energy when Shannon sharp wants to talk about Tom Brady. And then skip is saying he's better than you. When mm-hmm. it's like, wait, what does that got to do with anything? I had a pretty good career myself. Like, it doesn't ha- – it can be about Cam's opinion more so than it has to be about Brock Purdy compared to Cam. And then also when we talk about the passing and the stuff, mm-hmm. like, we we don't talk at all about the rushing, which is a very large part to Cam Newton's identity. Like, mm-hmm. that's how, in part, he was so good playing in the NFL because the dude was as impressive a red zone threat that's ever played in the NFL. Right. So it's just the, – all the energy is – hey, Brock Purdy is better at this than you've ever been uh-huh. instead of actually talking about whether Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua, and all these guys are game managers.
2: Well, for one, I like that you know, you want to bring up the rushing aspect to the quarterback now because when I brought that up about Jalen Hurts a couple of weeks ago, you chose not to uh, include his rushing prowess when we were talking MVP. Oh, no, Jalen
1: deserves a lot of price, <laughs> But when you brought up his numbers,
2: you just brought up the passing numbers and just completely dismissed the rushing numbers.
1: Oh, I'm talking about Dak Prescott is just
2: playing to a better brand of football to right, me. Right, but when I a- told you that Jalen Hurts was the MVP and I brought up the wrestling, you didn't even include that.
1: I don't and then we can go back to Lamar Jackson, though, right? Like we can we can do gotcha radio. Because what happens with this Uh is that when he can just get along. When we talk about Lamar Jackson who you love, uh huh, if you were to go down the passing stats, Mm -hmm. Lamar wouldn't have anything but the touchdown to interception ratio that he had his MVP season. Mm -hmm. But you talk about yardage, you talk about what, even completion percentage, like his
2: career quarterback rating is up there too. Well, okay,
1: but we're talking about actual numbers for Cam, and we talk about total yardage. You were talking about throwing the ball downfield, mm-hmm. connecting with Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Like we could do the whole, "Hey, compared to this, hey, com- you like this guy too." I'm just saying, with Cam's opinion, if we want to have a real game manager, game changer conversation instead of bagging on Cam for what he did, mm-hmm. then I think there's an actual convo to be had rather than, "Well, Cam, you never did this
2: with Brock." Well, it you was never the way did, that like- he, but the reason that, and it was only Brock though. But like, the way that it got me annoyed. Got but the way that it got me annoyed, I was going to do that. I was going. To include him as well, but the thing that got me annoyed was the way in which he delivered the message. If you guys watched the video when he talked about it, it was real disrespectful, and he made sure to take a little bit more time on, on Purdy than he did the other guys. He stopped and was like, Purdy, and then he gave him a little extra time to break down why he's a game manager. And so now, like I said, I don't want to hear no walkbacks from him. About, oh, I I didn't mean it like that. And it was this and that. No, we, we don't want to hear that now. You meant what you said the first time. You got the backlash. Now you want to come on and try to clean it up. But no, it's not. Cause, well, and
1: cause, I didn't even mean to, like, with the Jalen Hurts stuff, like the most rushing yards he has in a game this year is 27. And it's against San Francisco. Right, but he's got a lot not. of rushing touchdowns. And they're the tush-push stuff, and that's impressive. And you can only right, do yeah, that yeah, with yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, try to
2: backhand compliment him. He's like, uh oh, it's the tush push stuff. Yeah, I,
1: it, this is the thing though, man. I, this is what I hate—the ranking, mm-hmm. like rank radio. Like I'm trying to talk about MVPs. I'm gonna make a case over one guy over and over, and not trash Jalen Hurts. I'm not trying to trash him. I'm just trying to say Dak Prescott is the MVP. He's number one, and if I say Jalen Hurts is two, you see how he's disrespecting Jalen? called him the second best QB in
2: the and, NFL. This year. Nah, nah, nah. That ain't how you give it up. You, you throw your little comments in there, slick. You omitted his rushing. And if things like, His he's best got rushing performance is 27 right, yards in a game. Tommy Defito has more. But sacks, are also, but sacks more. are also included in that too, though. And you don't. Know, no, they're not. Sacks, sacks don't count against rushing stats in the okay, NFL. Okay, but still. I mean, that is not just Tish push as well. He does RPO stuff near the, yeah, does. near the in the red zone area that affects the game, just like how he won the game against the Bills with the touchdown that he had. So that's all oh,
1: I'm is sweet. Yes, Jalen. I'm not trying to say Jalen is bad. No, but all I'm saying yeah, is Jalen. I'm saying Jalen might be second in the MVP or Brock. Honestly, like Brock has been fantastic this year. Either one of those two guys could be second. I think Dak is first. But I don't think it's disrespectful to say that Jalen is second or third. But then we got to bring up Brock Purdy stats, and we got to do the whiny voice, and I'm disrespecting yeah, I'm just saying, these but guys. But he
2: was disrespectful towards Purdy if you watched the original video.
1: and I think he was disrespectful to Dak and he Jared was, and Tua took extra with the game time on stuff. Purdy. Yeah, I mean, I guess he did spend a little bit more. You know, yeah, that's, he took extra time on him. So it took then, a little time on him. So this is why, like, why, why do you think we need to go after Cam's stats himself rather than the opinion?
2: Because for you, so many people, but, have because that. for him to have the disrespect that he had towards Brock and his original statement, I'm like, wait a minute, especially with the type of football that Brock is playing. If Brock's numbers were pedestrian, then I'd be like, okay, like. I got no no qualms for you, but when you dig into those stats and see the numbers that he's putting up, I'm like, come on, dog. Like, Debo Samuel has all of the passing yards that Brock Purdy has right now with him being second in the NFL. Like, let's be real here. So that was my only issue. It's like, dog, are you watching the game, seeing him in these big games with all this pressure? Everybody thought playing against Philly. Oh, he's not ready for this, and these are the type of games he's not ready for. Mr. Relevant, he comes out and goes 300-plus with four touchdowns. I don't care how he got it done. He went in there and bought out, played on the poise, came back from adversity, and shined. And so that's my issue with people. I'm like, dog, can y'all watch these games and see what he's doing instead of watching the highlights on SportsCenter, listening to one person say, oh, he, he's, it's whatever, and then you well, run with that.
1: I think the problem, though, is that it's not just one person on Brock. It's not just one entity in ESPN. There okay. are a lot of people right. on it, Twitter. There's, there's a lot of people that think— There's more people,
2: but then there's a lot of people also that come with the stats and the numbers— that let you know that that's not true. Oh, yeah. And J-
1: Jason saying, you know, anybody that's saying, I-, I think Brock Purdy is good. I like Brock Purdy. If you want to bring Jimmy G in, and we've had our problems with Jimmy G Yeah, I've got a different opinion on Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. But Brock Purdy came in, and I said it then. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy was doing way more. Kyle Shanahan himself was scared to death to let Jimmy Garoppolo throw the football in game-winning situations, except for the one time in the Super Bowl, and what'd he do? Not connect on a deep ball. Brock Purdy is connecting on the deep balls. Now, there are a lot of stats to show that a lot of Brock Purdy's production will come on these screen passes, too. Like, the stats will back that up as well. But also, this last game... Brock was balling from deep. Two games ago when he had those four touchdown passes, mm-hmm. Wes, we can watch every single one of those passes, and every single one of them were because of yak and broken tackles. Was it? Two games ago. How's he in y'all? Hey, hey can, hold on. In, in total, you're talking about in total season? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think you're hearing me. Two games ago, mm-hmm. that game, right? Mm-hmm. That game, when he had four touchdown passes, mm-hmm. it's not – it's not derogatory to say that every single one of those touchdown passes Uh were because of the players breaking tackles and taking it to the end zone. This last game, Mm -hmm. because I'm not giving you a season overview, Mm -hmm. this last game, he fuck, He dropped a dime. Ooh, excuse me. He dropped a dime to George Kittle mm-hmm. over the linebackers, underneath the defensive backs. Mm-hmm. He dropped a dime to Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about what you see from him two games ago, why is it so personal? Mm-hmm. When I say that it was all done by Debo running it and uh-huh. George Kittle and Jawan Dennis running it. Because what
2: debunks that is he's number one in the league in yards per attempt and yards per completion. Uh, number one. None better do you, do you get what i'm saying though like, no, like i don't no, Wes, because Wes, you're saying on. that you're, you're trying to again paint the narrative that it's yak from the receivers when he leaves the league in yards per attempt Wes, and yards per completion can
1: can you just i'm asking you to I, we need to move on from it but like two games ago why why are you having such a problem with me saying end that game uh-huh. right like do you do you disagree with that game like, do you disagree with that game
2: where Debo? Yeah, had I mean, guys made plays, t- but I'm talking about the overarching Why? argument that it's his receivers and not him. Why? I okay. Yeah, I'd, Brock Purdy has been amazing this year. He's uh-huh.
1: been very good. Uh-huh. Like, I don't. It's just I was talking about when we had you had a lot of problem with the people two games ago. What was it against Seattle or mm-hmm. Philly, whatever it was? When Debo had, well, I mean, three touchdowns. And he had no, 40 you, you yards. you to seven. the
2: Philadelphia game, yeah? Th- That's th- the
1: what guys I'm saying. But this last game, I'm trying to give him credit, but. Even, but you don't hear me giving him credit for this last game where he was dropping dimes. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case two games ago, and that's okay to say that. But it's still amazing season what he's doing that you're right. No other QB has ever done with the San Francisco squad. But what you hear is personal attacks on Brock Purdy like you heard from Cam, mm-hmm. and then you go after Cam Newton's stats where he didn't have it like Brock Purdy did mm-hmm. when Cam Newton has an amazing career. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my issue with the
2: foul line where I thought it was just going to be and on I said the opinion. That. I said he was a great player.
1: What well, I thought it was just going to be on the opinion, but then you
2: tried to compare. No, Cam. I said that you was d- a great player and the way he delivered his opinion on Brock was disrespectful and I just didn't agree with it, so I said my opinion. What I do
1: agree with you with Cam though is that when he tried to walk it back, is that okay? He definitely meant to say game manager. In a limiting tone. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing about Cam changing it up a little bit. Because I thought he was very good at um, relaying his message in the response. Uh And he gave a 10-minute video. But he definitely meant meant to be these QBs being in a limiting factor. Like, Dak Prescott, think about what you want. I don't care, MVP, first, second, third, whatever. This dude is throwing the ball downfield a million times. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's throwing, you talk about 20-yard receptions, air yards. 25-yard receptions, air yards. Like, he's throwing it downfield constantly, and even Tua, even if you have Tyreek, who's really helping, he's throwing the ball downfield. So, like, do we get this twisted in a system QB mold, game manager mode, like, whatever? What are the semantics of all of this? That's what's interesting to me, Mm -hmm. and it feels like, yeah, it's all negative connotation with game manager. and I apologize for
2: not hearing you correctly.
1: Well, no, it's just Cam Newton, like, yeah, and well, you know, it's fine. You don't need to apologize. Sports radio, baby. That's how and it is. People,
2: and people, you know, on the text line, they can come at me as a player. I ain't sitting here acting like I was Orlando Pace. It don't hurt me not one bit at all. All
1: let right, Let's go to break. Let's come back. Let's maybe go with the game day dubs. We have Shrop's props. We have Campus Corner. We got top 10 players. You thought I was getting heated here. We got top 10 players to roll with, too. <laughs> I don't want any more Brock Purdy, though. I can't help it, man. We got to go gotta go Well, from we had a combo. local
2: sports hero bring him <laughs> up, and I gave my take. All right. And it turned into great radio. Text line is lit.
1: All right. One thing that we did not have was a Fitty Flash in the last couple. Of, do you, you don't have to do it, <laughs> Fitty. Are you not ready for it? We haven't had it all week because you've been co-hosting. I've been saving you from the Fitty Flash. Did you want to go to one?
3: Yeah, no. I don't have one ready to go.
1: All right. Let's just move on altogether, and let's come back with a different segment. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFN. Weatherman Mark on the text line at 704-570-9610 said, Walker, I'm going to tell you the problem, man. You never think you're wrong. Just admit you're wrong, bro-ham. <laughs> if you guys know mm. Weatherman Mark, then you're probably just as surprised as I am that Weatherman Mark has bro-ham in his lexicon. <laughs> hey, mad respect, to be honest with you, Mark. I appreciate that. I love the way that you had that dismount at the end of that sentence. Come on, bro-ham. <laughs> That's, I love it. Yeah, But coming back after a week off and we lead scorching hot game day dubs. That was a promo running all day, but we couldn't leave the Brock Purdy, Cam Newton, (laughs) Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts quarterback conversations. There's nothing that gets us going more than having a combo about QBs in the NFL, no matter how we package it. It
2: does. And you know what? I was sitting at home when I heard these comments and just rubbing my hands like bird, man. I said, I'm going to set it off when you, I come
1: back. You you didn't care. You were ready for fire. You brought your pitchfork. <laughs> you brought the torches. You brought the blicky. You brought all. <laughs> you brought it all. And here we are. We're
2: here to entertain, baby. That's part of the job. Get you fired up. If we don't make you feel anything, then Mm -hmm. hell, what are we doing here? We got to make you feel something.
1: All right. It's Wes and the Broham Show on Sports Radio (laughs) 92.7 WFNZ. We got Fiddy. How are you doing during all that? I saw you shaking your head a few times here and there. Like you were... Basically, you just bought tickets for, you know, you got tickets for free front row to watch that showdown more so than even contribute to it.
3: Yeah, no, I wish I'd heard, of, I wish we had Al Mike here we go to describe what that, what that fight was. Cause it was more entertaining than last night's Thursday night football game.
1: That's true. Goodness and, gracious. And,
3: and this, this might just stoke the flame and we might get, we, we might get going again, but Uh-oh. you know, I, I did find it funny that during this, this PSA out here for Brock Purdy, you know, a quarterback that plays 3,000-something no, miles. Don't. Please don't throw gas back on it. You know, 3,000-something miles no, away. No, we're good. You know, West didn't even – I mean, we know why West was sick. You know, look, <laughs> COVID is 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 the reason because he watched that quarterback down in Dallas beat Jalen Hurts' ass on Sunday Night <laughs> oh, Football. Oh, I enjoyed that. And is still not willing to say that Dak's the front runner no. to be the MVP of the NFL.
2: Listen, we got lots of props and lots of of things to, to work on. So I couldn't dig into every single quarterback. Of course, I'm going to take more of a vested interest, but Dak is balling. And I told him I'm on, uh, the week before, after the 49ers beat him, I said, I'm going to be the biggest Dallas Cowboy fan ever. On Sunday, so I was certainly happy that you
3: guys gave him that work. And yeah, there's and, something about beating that team.
1: Man. Well, and and last thing before we move on to Shrop's props, who is just an innocent bystander in all of this. <laughs> One thing I will say is, no, I am. Pro- I promise you, I am the broham that can admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong about Jalen Hurts rushing totals. If you look at his game log, he has plenty of games of more than 27
2: yards. It's all good, I was looking
1: at Philadelphia. Well, that's just how (laughs) it was. The stat that I had in front of me, I was like, wait, does he really only have 27 yards rushing in these games? But that is, in fact, not true. He has 460 on the season up until this point. Yeah. So, Jalen Hurts.
2: You know, your eyes deceive you sometimes. It happens.
1: Well, I was just looking at the wrong thing. And so, Jalen Hurts. What were you you looking at? Now that I'm looking at it, I think Jalen (laughs) Hurts is runaway MVP. That's what I think right now. Jalen (laughs) 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 Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Here's away. the award. Scratch yourself. Here's the award, Jalen. Congratulations. Time now for the Shrop Prop. Let's go. Shroppy Proppy. here on Wesson Walker. Money, money, money.
5: Right. What you got, Shroppy? Gentlemen, it's a Friday. You guys doing good? Yeah, dude. We're all doing right. real good. All right. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And Walker, you should be feeling good because you won yet again. You were up four to two in this series all Sweet. time. Yeah, you got two correct. Uh, two correct last time. The Chuba Hubbard and Eddie Pinheiro. West did get one right last time. He got the Bryce Young under on the pass attempts. But I just wish we could get a win for the Panthers in general. That's true. Okay, let's move on to this week versus the Atlanta Falcons. So we're starting off with old reliable Adam Thielen right here, 69 and a half receiving
1: yards. All right. So if you look at Adam Thielen's game log, love a good game log, love bringing that up during Shrop's props. He got back on track this last game out where he had 74 receiving yards. Coincidentally, it's the exact receiving total that he had against Dallas the last time that he was actually contributing as much as he did at the beginning of the season. If you look at the first half, he had plenty of games over 100 and a 76 total was actually a bad day at the office for him. But now, anytime he does... Uh, puts up a good total the second half. It's been about 70 yards. 72 against Houston. 74 against Dallas. 74 against New Orleans. Everything else in the second half has been under that. 69 being the marker for Adam Thielen against the Falcons. I do think that the Falcons passing defense, nice job Gronk's in the studio with us. I do think that the Falcons defense have done a really good job in pass defense this year. Jesse Bates, absolute baller. A.J. Terrell, very good cornerback in this league. There's a stat where they don't give up a a lot of deep throws 10 yards past the line of scrimmage they do a really nice job defending that all that to say it's a long answer but give me the under on yes. Adam Thielen receiving yards this year I'm
2: going to yes. go the Understand. same way uh for a lot of reasons that walk there but also like I said I think Atlanta's game plan is going to be geared towards him and they have the corners to be able to do it now Thielen does play in that slot so he may not see a ton of their premium cornerbacks but I think a guy like Jesse Bates, that's a very crafty free safety over that middle, they're going to have some little things cooked up for him to try to keep him in check. So I'm going to go under.
1: Too. You know, I went way too long when 704 puts it perfectly on the text line. Isn't the weather supposed to be horrible on Sunday? Take the under. Yeah, you're right. I should that have too. just said that and moved on. I apologize. 704, you should come take my I job.
2: the tickets are uh, 50 cents.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. At least it looks like it. What you got for us next, Robbie?
5: So this one is for Bryce Young. See if he can actually pass. Another weather might be bad, but you know. He said at 199 and a half passing yards.
1: 200. What you think, West? Does Bryce Young get to 200?
2: Oh man, this is tough. 200. I'm gonna go under because everything that I've seen this season, uh, you know, Atlanta in the greatest defense, but we know that they had his number the last time. Jesse Bates likes to play those mind games and things of that nature. I think he may end up getting another pick up. Bri- I mean, of Bryce, but I think that uh, I'm gonna go under. He hasn't
1: reached that mark. Since Houston. Yeah.
2: 173,
1: 185, 123, 194, closest he got against Tennessee, 178, 137. He was throwing forward consistently 200 yards in that October uh, month. 200, 247, 217, 235. I'm going to go with the under, too. Mm. Weather, him not reaching 200 in a long time. Give me the under here. All right. You guys aren't believers in the Panthers' offense this week. (laughs) He's going (laughs) to be Just like Wes, Bryce is going to be under the weather. Boom. A little bit. I like that. Fitty. Boom. Thank you, Fetty. What, what else you got, Shrop? <laughs>
5: hmm. Going to another receiver here. A guy that's been kind of ramping up the past few weeks. We have Jonathan Mingo set at, I think, a reasonable 38.5 reception
1: yards. Yeah, the bar is low. The bar is low when you talk about Jonathan Mingo. Even if he is starting to produce at a little bit of a higher rate, you look at his last five games, he does have a lot of targets. Mm-hmm. The lowest amount of targets that he's had in the last five games was six, and he did that trying twice to get him going. against Dallas and Tennessee. I do like that with Thomas Brown taking over, even if they're not throwing as much. Here we are with Thomas Brown calling the last two games. How many targets does Mingo have? Ten and nine. And he was even open. Bryce Young missed him this last time out, but Mingo was open running towards the end zone. I think I'm going to go under here, too. My gosh. Yeah. I I usually am an over guy on this, especially with game script. But I just think with the weather being the way that it is, and I think they want to run the football a lot. So now you're asking Bryce to connect. Despite the conditions, despite the offensive line not being good, despite the wide receivers not getting any separation, Mingo has the ability to get a lot of yards after the catch. But if it's hard to get your footing because of the weather, then now I can't even rely on the yak. Give me the under on Jonathan Mingo.
2: I'm going to go under because of oh. weather. Like I said, because I do think, as I said, the focus of Atlanta's fast defense is going to be Adam Thielen, which on a dry day. If the conditions limit, because, you know, sometimes it's supposed to rain and it'll not for a while, enough for them to be able to do some stuff. But I still say no on it just because of his recent um, production. Now, he has a couple of 60-yard games in there, but I don't think he's going to get there.
5: You guys are putting a lot of stock into the fact that it's going to rain and that the weatherman's going to be right. This is a 50-cent worth football game the way we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, very (laughs) true. Okay, now let's get to some production that might happen if it is raining. We're moving on to
2: Chuba Hubbard here. 64 and a half rushing yards. And real quick, I will say it's a 95% chance of rain, according to the weather. Oh, that, so it doesn't matter. I think it's going it down. It not matter, dude. Yeah,
1: two inches of rain is what I've seen. 15 mile per hour winds out here. So Ooh. even accounting for the wind. Yeah, uh, this has everything to do with the ground game. I'm going over. You said it was 64 and a half. Yeah, or, 64 and a half. Give me the over. I, Easy. You, yeah. you got to get yards somehow, right? Chuba's going to be that guy. Maybe. I think they're going to run it a lot. So Chuba Hubbard, for me, I'm taking the over here.
2: What was the yardage again? 64 and a half. I'll go over. Okay. Yeah, same thing.
1: All right, we got to disagree on something. I'll see what we yeah, can
5: do. If you guys agree on this one, I can I can sneak in a Hornets one and an emergency six Look Prop. at you, Prop, That's dynamic the- ability right there. What can I say, gentlemen? Sorry. So we're moving to the other team. I always like to get at least one in from the opposing team. We're going with the rookie, Bijan Robinson. 89 and a half rushing yards. Hmm. Bijan,
1: perhaps a little bit of a disappointing rookie season based off production. Also, Arthur C. Yeah, that's what
2: I'm saying. The, I mean, the usage is a big thing.
1: Yeah, because even Kyle, I, I when we do our top 10 players, I want to put Bijan up there. I want to put Kyle Pitts up there, but they just aren't getting used.
5: Send so. me that
2: number one more time
1: 89 and a half. It's a lot. What you got, Wes?
2: He's got 396 yards from scrimmage in the past four games, but they use him passing and running. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go under. I think combined yardage he would go over that, but I'm going to say rushing no because I just don't think they're going to give him the ball enough to get that unless he breaks a big run.
1: Yeah, the thing is when they do give him the football, he's been good carrying it. it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he's got a 4.7 yards per carry Mm -hmm. average, and he's going to get about 200 rushing attempts on the season if he keeps on this pace, maybe even more than that if they give him more. 90 rushing yards is a lot. I'll go different on this one. I'll go different. I'll I'll say under here. I think the way that Derek Brown is playing. Yeah, and I think Tyler Algier is going to take a lot. So, So give me Tyler Algier coming into factor. Maybe... I mean, how many running backs do they have? Yeah, I'm going to take the under okay. with Bijan Robinson. Yeah, because he's only got
2: four yards over 80, and in uh, in those games, you know, he kind of had really good games—two games over 90 and two 100-yard efforts. But other than that, he's been under 80 yards.
1: So that's the only one we differ on. No, you throw, you he, wanna, went, he
2: went under too. Oh, he
1: did go under. So I it's thought okay. We you need a
5: okay. tiebreaker. It's okay.
1: All right, give me the tiebreaker. Terry Rozier tonight against the Pelicans, nine assists. Under. I'll go over. Alright. Okay. Let's go hot streak with Terry. Alright. He has been balling. He has been. And he's been doing a great job as the lead guard. Alright. We got one disagreement here. And it right. has nothing to do with the Panthers game. <laughs> nothing to do with the Panthers So the Hornets are going to come into play. Thank you, Shrop. Of course. We thank we you guys for it, having man. me. You that guys have a good weekend. Aaron Shropshire, you have a good weekend too, my Shropshire. man. Shropshire. <laughs> we'll see you afterwards in the side studio. Hmm. It's Wes and Walker off and rolling. The 1 o'clock hour coming up next on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's the Campus Hold up.